as you look back, was this a, a good year or a bad year for you? In the world and national news, there were some wonderful things to rejoice over. Especially one comes to mind when a, a boy's soccer team was rescued from a flooded mine. But at the same time, there was bad news about the country of Syria being torn apart by a civil war. 1.9 billion people tuned in to watch at least part of a royal wedding. And I'm thinking most of them smiled. Millions of people tuned in for three state funerals. A former president, his wife, and a former famous senator. Many of them cried. If you are a grade schooler, the idea of Fortnite or flossing probably made you smile. If you're the parents of a grade schooler and you heard about Fortnite or flossing, you probably sighed and rolled your eyes and said, when are these fads going to fade away? Were you sick? Did you get news that your treatments are going to stop? Did you have weddings and births in your family? Maybe a newborn that's come along, or is grief your personal headline for the year as you lost someone that you love? Did you have unexpected expenses? Did you get a raise? Did you get in trouble with your teacher or your parents or your boss? Or did your teacher or parents or your boss tell you, good job? I'm guessing the answer for you to that question, did you have a good year or a bad year, is probably some of both. In the words of the Bible before us tonight, we have the words of a man who was, who was looking back on the most eventful year of his life. But not just on the, the, the most eventful year in his life, but also centuries of history of his people whom he served, of his nation and of his church. And as he did, he thought of God. Because he realized, as I hope that you do tonight, God promises to take care of his people in both good years and bad years, awful times and awesome times. And the lesson that we can take from him as we, we look ahead to this next year is that good or bad, next year will be a good year with God. The man's name was Zechariah. And his job was a priest, not a, a Roman Catholic priest, but a, a Jewish priest who served at the time when Jesus was born. He and his wife were, were past that age when they were able to have children, but not past the age when he was able to continue working as a priest. And as he was serving in the, the big national church, the temple in Jerusalem, he was in a room by himself as, as part of their worship re 
required, saying prayers for his people and, and burning some incense to remind them that, he was, that their prayers were going up to God when suddenly some, someone, something like he had never seen before, appeared before him. There weren't supposed to be any human beings in that room besides the priest, much less an angel, but that's what it was. And this angel spoke to him and told him, Zechariah, you and your wife are going to have a baby. And not just any baby, but a baby that the Bible talks about. Who would grow up and whose job it would be to announce to the world that the Savior that God had promised had arrived. Zechariah's reaction? I don't see how. I don't believe you. Really, the angel said, just because you're old, you don't think that God has power to give you and your wife a baby? Okay, well, if you doubt God's power, let me give you a little demonstration that God has the power to do whatever he says he's going to do. God says you are not going to be able to talk until this baby is born. And every time Zechariah went to speak, Nothing came out of his mouth. It happened. And from that moment on, Zechariah had to, had to carry around a tablet to communicate with people if he wanted to say anything to them and write it down in big letters so that they could see it. And that must have been a tough year. No voice, no work for a priest. And how embarrassing it must have been if people asked him why he didn't have a voice and he had to explain that these were the consequences that God gave him for his sinful decision. And how awkward it must have been when they explained all of the story that happened to him, that Elizabeth was pregnant by a miracle and Zachariah couldn't talk by another miracle. They must have thought that these two were crazy or cursed. And so it must have been a lonely year for them. And then their baby was born nine months later. And there were a lot of things that come out of, could have come out of Zechariah's mouth. Finally! Or complaints about how unfair God had been to him when all he did was, was have a little moment of doubt. Or complaint about how bad the previous nine months had been for him. And yet what came out of his mouth was not complaint or cursing, but praise for how great God was to him and not just to him but to all people. As people insisted that Zechariah should name his baby Zechariah Jr., he said, nope, that's not what God has given me to do. I'm happy to name him John. That's what God wants me to do. And the first time in nine months that Elizabeth heard her husband speak, out of his mouth came this song, praising God for not only helping him and his family, but for helping his people through the centuries, praising God for his strength that he called the horn of salvation. It's a figure of speech that, that talks about antlers or rhinoceros horn or, or, or ram's horn as the strength of its animal that it uses to fight and defeat whatever enemies come its way. And said, God's strength fights for his people and, and beats up on sin and death and, and anything that would harm our faith. And God promises his mercy and his righteousness. 
Zechariah was talking about sin and how God beats sin for us. And how God promises that you and I and he can serve him without fear. He was not only looking back on his difficult year, but looking back on centuries of history where his people had, had caused their own difficult past in a lot of ways by being unfaithful to God, even though God had promised them, if you're unfaithful to me and you fall away from me, then there are going to be other countries that come in and conquer you and rule over you. And that's exactly what happened. Many of their problems were self-imposed, not punishments but simply consequences for their poor and sinful decisions. Many of their, their problems were not punishments but they were persecution from people who hated them because they claimed the Lord was on their side. Many of their problems were not punishments but tests from God that he used to show them that he could always help them and they could always depend on him. And you and I expect the same when we think back on the bad parts of our year especially. And the bad that might come our way in the next. Sometimes our struggles, we have to admit, are self-imposed. We make poor and sinful decisions and because of that, we struggle and have a hard time and have no one to blame but ourselves. And when those times come along, we can't think that those things are punishments but simply consequences for our actions. And there's other kinds of struggles that we have. Struggles that we have because people simply hate us because we claim that the Lord is on our side, because we're Christian, because we stand up for do what, doing what's right or even try to quietly do what's right and people resent us for that. At those times, we shouldn't think that those are punishments either, but persecution. And sometimes it's neither consequence nor persecution, but it's simply tests from the Lord. Temptations that he allows us to struggle with, sickness and illness, troubles in our families. And we say, why is this happening to us? God must be punishing for us. And he says, no. These aren't punishments for me. If I'm going to punish you for your sin, I'm going to do it forever and I'm going to do that in hell. If I allow you to suffer in this world, if I allow parts of your year to be bad, it's because I want you to know that you can always rely on me instead of yourself for help. How did God rescue us from sin and death as he talked about that? We never have to, how is it that we never have to worry that, that any of our troubles are punishment from God? Because of Zechariah's word, that God is the one who redeems us, that God is the one who is our horn of salvation, that God is merciful, that he has made a covenant to rescue us. And how is it that God rescued us from the things that would really harm us, that would really strike at our faith? Through another miracle baby, God's own son, who lived a life that was stronger than sin, who died a death that paid the price for you, who came back to life smack in the face of death so that even though we sin, even though our guilt bothers us, even though death comes to us all, we need not worry about it 
We, need not, we not, need not worry about it because in them all, God is with us, forgiving us, taking care of, taking care of us, and promising to take us home to heaven. Every year, every day, every moment is a year, a day, a moment that Jesus has died and risen for you. And nothing can ever change that. So remember that as you look back on this year and ahead to the new one, there will be good things about it like every year and we thank God for those blessings. There will be bad things about it like every year. And that too was allowed by the hand of God as part of being in this sinful world. But in spite of it, whether it's good or bad, with Zechariah, let us praise God no matter what. Let's praise God. Even as we sin, praise God as when we sin, we humbly admit to God and even those we have hurt that we have done wrong and put our trust in God who has redeemed us. Let's praise God in all of our troubles and, and struggles that we have as we trust in him and pray more to help us through. Let's praise God in the good times as the first thing that we do is thank him for all the good we have in our life. Let's praise him as we serve the one who saves us without fear and we live in holiness and righteousness, as Zechariah said, every day in a response to his love. Good or bad, Next year is going to be a year with God for you. That is his promise. And that means it will ultimately be good. Listen now to the words of Luke chapter 1. 